Peace, 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 family. The grand rising to everybody. How we doing today? New Money Matrix Mondays. It's actually uh, July 8th, 2019. And I'm bringing a early bird crypto update to those that are, you know, really trying to dive into the space. And looking and actually finding out that it's a lot more to this cryptocurrency blockchain space than just trading cryptocurrencies back and forth. Um, there's a space within this space called DeFi, which stands for Decentralized Finance, which basically takes the power out of the hands of middleman and counterparties, the banks, um, and finances, and it puts them back into the hands of the user, or the individual, or the sovereign. So I got an article that I'm going to be reading. Um, I think I got about two stories, and then we're going to go take a look, actually. At a couple of the different DeFi platforms and assets that they have available. So, Grand Rise and everybody that's going to be watching, tuning in. Those that will be watching on the Bit Patreon page, YouTube. If I post it on YouTube, it may go straight to Bit Patreon, though it will be public for everyone to see. As well as those that will be listening in on the New Money Matrix podcast. How we doing out there, everyone? Y'all know what time it is. The Bitcoin block bully. All right. So, getting off into the first story goes on to state, DeFi seeks to decentralize and disrupt financial services. As applications of blockchain technology advance and cryptocurrency edges toward mainstream, mainstream acceptance, a curious term has started to crop up, DeFi. Emerging from fintech esoterica, only recently, DeFi stands for decentralized finance. The goal of DeFi is to disruptively redefine Financial services for the entire planet. The creed. I'm going to read that again what the goal is though. The goal of DeFi is to disruptively redefine. Disruptive means to disrupt, you know, uh, not chaos so much, but slight chaos. Um, and redefine, you know, new paradigm, remake. Financial services, not just for the United States, not just for Malta. Not just for Africa, not just for Australia, not just for Russia, not just for China. This is for the entire planet. Now, the creed of DeFi entrepreneurs holds that basic services, including, pay attention, digital savings accounts, lending, payment processing, transaction fulfillment, currency exchange and currency transfer, shouldn't be controlled by what are known as centralized sources, banks, and other traditional financial institutions that charge lucrative fees to act as middlemen. Rather, DeFi devotees believe these services should be controlled by and for the individuals who actually create value for centralized institutions by letting them use their money. Much more than a concept, DeFi is here and now, with digital banking platforms springing up to facilitate services that hinge on peer-to-peer principles rather than centralization. And basically what they're saying, um, well, I'll finish it off. Ultimately, DeFi is seeking to disrupt the full gamut of financial services. And they're basically telling you that many of the services that you're offered through the way of banks or other financial institutions... You are now 
able to take control of and facilitate such actions on oneself between you and another peer, you and another sovereign. Um, the central tool of DeFi is blockchain, the transparent digital ledger technology that enables Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies has become a Wall Street buzzword because of its vast potential. Blockchain is gaining traction from the use by established companies, e.g. IBM and startups alike, marketing into various industries where precise record keeping, verification, and indestructible documentation is critical. A salient feature is that blockchain is trustless because with this unparalleled transparency and accountability, trust is unnecessary. Verification and confirmations are crystal clear for all to see. Now, what do they mean by this statement? Basically, what they mean is that there's no need when utilizing the blockchain, other than the trust in the technology and coding itself, there's no need to have trust in any one person, i.e. human, to verify, send, um... Any other information as far as what was sent, when was it sent, you know, where is it at, the confirmations, anything. Everything is open source and open to the public for everyone to see on the blockchain. Though DeFi is in its infancy, advisors who become aware of it now will be able to answer questions from clients and provide guidance. Moreover, to the extent that DeFi ultimately succeeds in disrupting an existing financial order, excuse me, disrupting the existing financial order, it could threaten advisors, revenue streams in various ways. Meaning, those guys that tell you what to do, when to do, how to do it with your funds, and, you know, this is a good investment, that's not a good investment, or, you know, in order if you want to transfer this to anywhere in the world, go through me, or if you want to um, facilitate a loan, go through me, or any of those. It's, it's, it's disappearing slowly, but for surely. Concrete examples of the DeFi movement. As democratic social philosophy underlies the goals of DeFi-based entities, is it indeed, it is indeed a movement, are here now as evidenced by, number one, startups of banking platforms, not actual banks, and not FDIC insured, which share the value created by the depositors. As a result, they are able to pay high interest rates on deposits of regular currency, cryptocurrency, and a less volatile crypto equivalent known as stable coins or stable value coins, whose value is pegged in dollars and crypto, excuse me, whose value is pegged to the dollar or another so-called fiat, non-cryptocurrencies. These platforms make loans in dollars and crypto convert currencies and handle payment processing. Players up and running include Celsius Network and BlockFi, which are centralized uh, platforms. Fledgling platforms include Dharma Lever, Compound Finance, and Nexo, which are the more decentralized um, platforms. Celsius founder and CEO Alex Mashiski, a pioneer in VOIP or voice over internet protocol, says he believes the time has come to similarly reinvent banking. In a recent interview I did with him for a book I'm co-authoring on the future of blockchain in a more decentralized world, and we're speaking on the author of this article, whose name is Eric C. Jansen. 
Um, he states that Mashinsky outlined his vision of DeFi as rewarding the value creators based on their contributions. He's seeking to realize vision with what he calls MOIP, money over internet protocol. Just as VOIP made the traditional billing system for phone calls obsolete, MOIP seeks to do the same regarding money transmission and banking in general by creating an infrastructure that enables global P2P, which is peer-to-peer transaction, without what Mashinsky calls toll collectors, banks and financial institutions in the middle. The internet protocol rides on blockchain. Celsius's goal is to return 80% or more of its net profits to its customers. The company's interest on crypto deposits, including stable coins, had ranged from 2.5% to 8.10%, its website stated in June. Not all services are available to United States residents, and some services are restricted in some states, including Washington and New York. Now, I'm going to stop and I'm going to say this here. That's not true decentralized financing, though. True decentralized financing is borderless and permissionless. Going on, it says, though his goal is disruption, Mashinsky is realistic about the resilience and permanence of centralized financial authorities. He and other DeFi players say DeFi as challenging traditional finances, but also coexisting and interacting with it. If you think of communism, socialism, and capitalism, decentralization is effectively like a fourth system, he says. The emergence of asset tokenization. This is the last uh, now. Oh, we got more articles. Okay. Um, I believe. We'll see. The emergence of asset tokenization. Just about any asset, including valuable artworks and eventually even your home or your car, and I'm going to add or you, can be tokenized. This means digital tokens representing a fraction of the asset's value can be sold by owners to investors. As do cryptocurrency exchanges, the new blank, excuse me, the new banking platforms accept fractions of a unit of cryptocurrency, e.g. 0.002 of Bitcoin, which is 200,000 Satoshis, for deposits. It's only a matter of time before these platforms begin to accept deposits of tokens of ownership in all manners of assets. Such scenarios suggest a revolution in loan, collateral, and deposits. To the extent that something can be tokenized and its value confirmed through blockchain, the average individual's leverage in borrowing would increase dramatically. Already, asset owners are selling tokens representing ownership of real property registered on a specific blockchain for all to see in a kind of global register of deeds. Owners are tokenizing works of, works of art and other items through such platforms as Swarm, Harbor, and Polymath. The same infrastructure might be used to tokenize private equity, investment funds, and real estate, which is they're already doing in real estate. Um, merchants are rapidly increasing acceptance of cryptocurrency for payments also. They just came out and stated that AT&T recently announced becoming the first mobile carrier to accept crypto for payments. And new technology making merchant acceptance uh, mute. Crypto transactions are being driven by blockchain tech startups like Flexa, whose spending app enables consumers to buy goods, sending crypto with phones and merchants to receive their payments regular currency via instantaneous conversion. Thus, these merchants save millions in credit card processing fees. According to Flexa's website, 
Its network currently enables cryptocurrency payments at tens of thousands of retail locations around the United States, including Whole Foods, Nordstrom's, Crate and Barrel, and GameStop. Also, digital currency gets a boost. Excuse me, digital currency got a boost from Facebook recently when the social media platform announced the debut in 2020 of its own cryptocurrency, Libra. And as blockchain gains momentum as a vehicle for both big retail and peer-to-peer marketing, this sets the stage for a broadening use of crypto. The evolution of a cryptocurrency-based financial infrastructure. Last year, Fidelity Investments launched Fidelity Digital Asset Services, proudly proclaiming the company's goal of making crypto more accessible to investors. And BAT launched last fall as a subsidiary of Intercontinental Exchange, ICE, owner of the New York Stock Exchange, to offer digital currency uh, custody, meaning they will hold custody of your cryptocurrency, not the individual, not the entity. Futures, um, basically they're offering digital currency custody, futures and transaction services, and will soon offer investors delivery of physical Bitcoin future contracts. Now, don't get it twisted when you hear the word physical Bitcoin. There is no such thing as a Bitcoin as far as a coin that one could see, touch, or feel. Well, touch and feel the same thing. Um, but see or touch. You know, so don't get tricked out here, family. Now, have they came out with certain currencies um, that are a physical... Because I believe China or a China-based company, if I'm not mistaken, came out with like actual physical Bitcoins that have a QR code on them on the back with a tamper-proof, um, a tamper-proof tag. That, you know, each Bitcoin hold a certain amount of uh, Bitcoin on them. You know what I mean? So, for those that wanted the physical, they do have such, um, I don't want to call them memorabilia because they do hold a certain amount of crypto on them. But they got they got certain certain uh, apparatuses out there for those that do want to hold something physical that actually has the BTC on it. Um, it goes on to say, define the predictions only a year or two ago from centralized financial organizations. Crypto financial services entities have begun to dot the financial landscape. Amid this trend, speculation persists concerning when, not if, the SEC will allow the trading of a crypto ETF, which is electronic trans electronic um transmitted fund, if I'm not mistaken. I don't want to give you any type of uh false information. Excuse me, exchange traded fund. I don't know where electronic transmission fund came from. Exchange traded fund, excuse me. It goes on to state. Meanwhile, DeFi foresees eventual approvals for the securities token, pieces of shares of equities, to be bought and sold over blockchain because of its superior security. The more blockchain applications advance, the more DeFi services will be built using it and Ultimately, the greater the potential public acceptance. In the inevitable PR battle with centralized finance, blockchain gives DeFi supportable arguments for greater security, transparency, and protection from governmental or institutional manipulation. DeFi will need these arguments to tilt at the windmills of entrenched entrenched centralized institutions, which have the polemical advantages of the public's unfamiliarity with blockchain and leeriness about cryptocurrency. 
Though DeFi entrepreneurs are slavish in the devotion to decentralization, they point out that the real attraction for the masses will be the superior value proposition that DeFi offers. Questions from clients regarding cryptocurrencies, blockchain and DeFi will become more common. Answering the questions will be more than just a point of client service. This knowledge will enable investors, excuse me, advisors to stay relevant and provide value and empower them to earn a living in a decentralized financial system, which I like to call the new money matrix. So family, that was our first story. One hell of a story. Um, And pay attention. Pay attention to the changes that are being done, not so much on the surface level, but behind the scenes and underground. Moving on to our next story. Opera, an ontology partner for growth of DeFi and blockchain ecology. The story goes on to state, the blockchain company behind the 24th, more, 24th major digital currency of the world, ontology, has recently inked a joint venture with the Opera browser. The association is intended for the growth of dApps, or decentralized applications, and decentralized finance, or DeFi. The partnership will allow for ONTID used to access the distributed ledger of Ontology on Opera Browser. Ontology publicly, excuse me, Ontology public chain technology will be integrated with the Opera Browser. By this, both partners intend to connect all types of business. Opera was created in 1995, and it is among the initial web browser that supports Web3.0, which I've been telling y'all is here, and has an inbuilt crypto wallet for the um, Android user, that is. The browser is used by approximately 320 million users across the earth and is backed by all the major operating systems. The Ontology crew believes the partnerships will help to tap the credible businesses that wants to use the blockchain technology. ONTID will be implemented on various blockchain as it has decoupled strat it has decoupled strategy. The ontology blockchain is backed by smart contracts. ONTID is easy to use as it is decentralized, has security and privacy protection. The decentralized identification protocol used in ONTID enables self-management. The news of the partnership surfaced Soon after Norway-based browser company included the iOS variant of Opera's blockchain ReadyTouch browser. The browser supports Web 3.0, API of Ethereum, all stablecoins, non-fungible tokens, the Ethereum protocol, and ERC-20 tokens, which is the Ethereum, um, Ethereum Responder Command, if I'm not mistaken. Get my words mixed up. Let me see. Not just gonna come out and say it means da, 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 da. I'm pretty sure it's Ethereum. What is it? Ethereum Let me see. And I'm sorry I'm so caught up on this. I like to be clear on the um the use that we're use the words that we're using. Hmm. 
There it is. Ethereum request for comment. Oh my god, I couldn't remember for some reason. Alright, so ERC stands for Ethereum request for comment. And the number 20 is the number that was assigned to that standard. Now, ERC was proposed on November 19, 2015 by Fabian Vogelsteller. It defines a common list of rules that an Ethereum token has to implement, giving developers the ability to program how new tokens will function within the Ethereum ecosystem. There we go. Ontology rejected its first anniversary of mainnet introdu introduction on June 30th. In an online post, Ontology has declared they have established essential trust and have achieved the initial step of their vision after two years of research and a year of steady mainnet operation. They will continue to work towards the real business policy and will take every step compactly and will continue to look forward to innovation. After integrating the cryptocurrency wallet into the Opera browser, the company is working hard to dig deeper into the blockchain technology. The browser firm has made its intention clear about the conventional adoption of dApps or dApps in Web 3.0 and is continuously working towards it. In May of this year, the firm has publicized its decision to include Tron and various other TRC tokens into its crypto wallet. So, that is the top two stories of the day. What we're going to look at now is just a list of different DeFi protocols. And um, DeFi, also called decentralized finance, just as an introduction, leverages open source software and decentralized networks to transform traditional financial products into trustless and transparent protocols that operate without unnecessary intermediaries. One could envision decentralized finance impacting the financial world the same way that open source software has changed software products. It's a curated list of awesome decentralized finance projects, software and resource based on Ethereum, selected by Chain News and Block123. So let's get in looking at this list. So DeFi, which is the main heading, which is uh, building the open financial system. Then you have Maker, Dai, which is a stable coin, Wire, Compound Finance, which is an interest-bearing account, Dharma Protocol, which um is for loaning, lending, um OX, which is a, a trading a protocol for trading tokens. You got Bancor, smart contract based token exchange protocol, Dutch X, which is a decentralized exchange for ERC twenty tokens, Hydro. Creating secure and intuitive decentralized exchange exchanges, probably. Augur, decentralized prediction market built on Ethereum. You got the Kyber network, which I utilize a lot for on-chain liquidity protocol, which is a, a for atomic swaps if you want to swap in and out of different ERC20 tokens. Um, Loopring, decentralized exchange and open protocol. Veil, which is a prediction market built on top of Augur. DYDX, which I do utilize, which is the protocol for decentralized finance uh, derivatives. Wrapped Bitcoin. Which you're allowed to do way more with your Bitcoin than you can with the original protocol, which is an Ethereum-based version of Bitcoin, which is just an ERC-20 token that represents or is pegged to the Bitcoin price. So it's basically a stable coin for Bitcoin. You got Market Protocol, um, which brings derivatives to the blockchain. You're actually able to uh, trade credit swaps over there. Um, Balance, a wallet for dApps and tokens. BZX, which is a protocol for decentralized margin trading. You got the Gnosis, which is the next generation of prediction markets. Ren 
who is formerly Republic Protocol, Set Protocol, which is a specification for token abstraction. You got AirSwaps, which are decentralized global marketplace for trading. Uniswap, which is a protocol for automated token exchange on Ethereum blockchain. ADEX Protocol, decentralized recurring cryptocurrency payments. Melonport, technology regulated investment funds. UMA, token and derivatives for tr to trade anywhere or anything, excuse me. You got the Groundhog Network, which accepts this crypto subscription as a breeze. Um, the Rating Network, fast, cheap, scalable token transfers for Ethereum. Connects, cheaper, fairer payments. Basked, or BSKT, making it easy to own the top Ethereum tokens. Abacus, Abacus Protocol. If you don't know what Abacus is, real interesting. I'm telling you, when they, I, I see some of these words they use, right? Abacus was the original method of counting, I believe, if I'm not... If I'm not wrong, I'm going to look it up. The Abacus Stone, I believe, is the oldest known mathematical depiction. Let me see if I'm Abacus. That's where was the Abacus Stone. Ah, here we go. I'm probably thinking about the other stone. Uh, the Abacus, also called a counting frame, is a calculating tool that was in that was used in Europe, China, and Russia centuries before the adoption of the written Hindu Arabic numer numer uh, numeral system. The exact origin of the Abacus is still unknown, which is what they say um, per Wikipedia. So interesting, they got the Abacus protocol here, built for the next generation of private securities. Check them out. You got Settle.Finance, which I've utilized, which allows you to control different platforms, um, different exchanges. You use your API keys. Also, CDP. They got a built-in decentralized exchange. Um, um, what would the word be? Searcher, so to say, where you're able to look at different, uh, look for different decentralized exchanges. Um, you got Wallet Connect, open protocol for connecting wallets to dApps. Zerion, which is trustless banking, CDX project, which I was real interested in, which is the protocol for tokenized credit default swaps on the blockchain. Harbor, let me see, well, how long is this list? Well, I'm not going to go through all these, but and you got a nice space over here. You got a real nice space over here, family. So I advise any and everybody that has the ability and a chance to get in this space to do so. Um, and it just comes with an amount of research, family. Just research. Due diligence is the key when jumping into this new money matrix. That which you don't know, figure it out. That which you're having hard, reach out and ask an individual for help. You know what I mean? This space is this space does have a lot of helpful people. So if you're ever in a jam, you ever oh another thing for the platforms, follow their telegrams, follow their Twitter, follow their discourse, follow their um and not really Facebook and Instagrams, they're not doing too much over there. But their Discord, Twitter, and um uh, Telegram groups. Definitely helpful. Definitely helpful. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and end this now. I want to thank everybody that was able to tune in, will be tuning in, and that this information will be helpful for leading into the future of this New Money Matrix podcast. Uh, New Money Matrix. I'm about to call it the New Money Matrix podcast. But until the next video, until the next podcast, this is your boy, the Bitcoin Block Buddy. Peace, power, and prosperity, family. I am out of here.